When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today we've got Julia in studio and special guest host Patrick Richardson, the laundry guy here to give us everything laundry and more. So let's sit back and enjoy the ride, guys. And more. Now, you worked at Neiman Marcus, right? I did. That's where a lot of people in the wow. 20s would know you from right i was at neiman marcus and then nordstrom and then nordstrom you and so i think that's where we first met you yeah is there so um if people want to call in we're just doing this a couple times today if you have a question for patrick 651-641-1071 it's not often we have a expert expert and laundry is something that i feel like everybody has to do it Right. It's very universal. It's very universal. We all wear clothes. We all spill on clothes. My latest little dabble in a stain was those beautiful, um, or, or are they Oriana lilies? You know, the beautiful ones that smell. Oh, sure. And they have the red kind of mustard things inside of them when they drop off and they stain your countertop. They'll stain anything. They'll stain your white blouse. How do you get off? Let's just call it a mustard stain almost, or is yeah. it different? It's what's well, pollen. It's yep, real pollen. similar. Um, you actually use like thick, oily soap, like liquid hand soap. I mean, I love stain solution from the laundress for this, but you want something thick and oily and you put it on it and you don't even really rub it in. You just sort of put it on there and maybe rub it very gently with your finger just to cover it. And what happens is the pollen lifts up into the oily soap and then it just washes away. And so then you just throw it in the laundry? Yeah, you just throw it in the washer and wash it out. Really? Yeah, but the trick is you put it on there and you let it sit, you know, a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, and you don't scrub it because when you scrub it, you're just pushing it farther in. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. No scrubbing. Yeah. You saw a gal, um, you know, I was just in Montana and we had this big graduation party and there were all these flowers, those lilies. And one of the women went around and went in, in every single one of them and took them out. And she said, these things are disastrous to your table, to your tablecloths, to your clothes, to your countertops, to your wood. And she went in every single one of them. I'd never seen anyone do that before. Well, she's committed. I the, Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Okay, let's talk to, is Liz up first? Um, Grant, Liz. All right, Liz, you're on my talk. Do you have a question for Patrick? I do. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, I bought... Um, a very large, um, it's sort of like one of those really fluffy blankets, and I don't know if it's probably made out of polyester. You're cutting up. Okay, Liz, you think it's made out of polyester? Get them off. Okay, so you bought it. I a, think so. Okay, so all we heard is you bought a thick, fluffy bank blanket you think might have a poly blend to it. And then what was the next part of yeah. the question? Um, and so. Oh, honey, you're breaking it's up. It's got all of these little fuzzy balls on it. 
Oh, okay. it's got pills. It's got pills. Okay. Really, the easiest way to deal with this is you can buy a big pumice stone and just take them off. What you want to do is not put this thing in the dryer very long. The dryer is what's causing all of those pills. So take them off with a pumice stone, but then just be really careful. Put it in the dryer for just a few minutes. It'll dry super fast, and you'll be good to go. So do dryers in general cause pilling? Yeah, it's actually pilling is just the fabric rubbing together. Right. But it only happens to fibers that are durable enough to pill. Got it. Like cotton just breaks off. That's why you have so much lint with your towel. Got it. But you throw in something like polyester where it's strong, you have no lint because it just twists on itself and makes a pill. Got it. All right. Good to know. All right. Hopefully that answered you, Liz. Um, Aaron, um, <clears throat> you're on my talk, Aaron. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Going great. Great. What question do you have for Patrick? So I went to Mexico and bought myself four new bathing suits. When I came home and washed them, apparently I washed them with an ink pen. And I don't know how to get the ink pen off my bathing suit. Okay, so here's my question. Is it a ballpoint pen or like a gel pen? This matters. Jeez, I don't even know. I admit it, maybe not, but my husband does the laundry. (laughs) Okay, well, good. First of all, good for you for having your husband do the laundry. Shout out to you, Aaron. Okay, so what I would do... There's a product called Amodex. It's A-M-O-D-E-X. It's, okay. It's a stain remover, but it's an, they, it, when you read the box, it'll say ink and stain remover. I would apply okay. that to it, let it sit a couple of hours and wash it, and it will come out. If, it's ball, if you knew for sure it was ballpoint pen, you could use rubbing alcohol. But since we don't know, we're going to go straight to the Amodex. But Amodex. it will come out. I'm Got not worried it. at all. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Patrick. Absolutely. Okay, I love that. Yeah. I love uh, it. So for ballpoint pen, like on silk scarves and everything, you just use a little rubbing alcohol? Yeah, just put it like put a towel under it, put it on a cotton ball, and just start dabbing it. And the ink will run through to whatever, you know, the paper towel or whatever you have under it. I love that. But gel pen, you need Amidex. Okay, you need Amidex. I have Amidex. Okay, Sarah. Sarah, hi. hi, you're on my First tech. Of all, congratulations on 20 years. Oh, my goodness. Well, love first... you, love your show. Well, thank you, Sarah. Wow, yeah. that's so sweet. Okay, I am calling to ask about the wool dryer balls. How do they help? Why should I use them? Okay, I love these. I love, 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 love wool dryer balls. Why? First of all, they speed up your drying time because they keep the centrifugal force of your dryer moving. So they speed up your drying time, they keep your sheets from like knotting up, and if you want to add fragrance, you can actually put a few drops of an essential oil on one, and you can scent your dryer, because you know, I don't like dryer sheets. So you can, I love them, I always use a couple of wool dryer balls and a ball of aluminum foil in my dryer, I love dryer balls. What's the aluminum foil for? It removes um, static. Static. Oh, cool. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, but they're great. You should absolutely throw a couple in the dryer. Okay. But know that the dog will take them over if you... If you have a dog. Yeah. Okay, I love knowing that because I've wondered about the wool dryer balls, too. Okay, so um, Linda, Linda, you're on my talk, honey. Do you have a question for Patrick? I do. Um, Thank you. Congratulations on 20 years, Julia. Love you guys. Well, thank you, Linda. You on my drive home every night. Thank you. And then um, my question is this, Patrick. Um, I have a black leather backpack. I came home from vacation, and I had a 
I had a um, a water bottle inside, and the water bottle had leaked, and then it got stuck on my back on my um, bedspread. How do I get that leather dye out of my bedspread? Oh, what is your bedspread made of? Do you know? It's cotton. Okay, you can at the fabric store or at some like department stores or grocery stores. You can buy a product called Color Remover. It comes from RIT or Carbona. Okay. It will work. The one thing I'm going to tell you, if you buy it online, do not buy it from the place where you have the membership and you get the free shipping because you can't, it's got to be fresh. And I've had bad luck with that. If you order it from a fabric store online or you order it direct from the manufacturer, fine, but don't go third party. But you can sometimes find it like, you know, at the department store, at the grocery stores. But it's called Color Remover, and it's either by Carbona or RIT. Just follow the instructions on the back. It'll come right out. You know, awesome. thank, thank you. Thank you so much. You just saved my bedspread. Oh, good. good. Thanks for calling, because that's a toughie, you know, because I didn't know about color sheets. Oh, color catchers. Oh, do you love them? I love them because where our cabin is, there's um, iron in the water. And for yep. years, we'd have, like, funny colors, and then finally I used those. Those are magic. Yeah, they really are magic. They And I just mm-hmm. used like a quarter of one. You told yeah, me all about those. Up. I love those. Okay, let's talk to Jane on line two. Jane, you're on my talk. Do you have a quick question for Patrick? I do. Hi, Patrick. It's Hi, nice Jane. to talk with you. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Say, I'm wondering, when we put sunscreen on and then have white shirts, it seems to leave uh, orange coloring when I wash it. Is there something I can do to prevent that? Yes, you can um, use some ammonia. Get some sudsy ammonia, go to the hardware store, get some sudsy ammonia, and wash it. It'll come right out. A backup plan is you can use oily soap, but you have to scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub. And with ammonia, you just put it in and wash it. Trust me, it's totally the way to go. How much ammonia do we use? About a fourth of a cup. One fourth of a cup. I'm with you, honey. I'm I'm asking the question because this happens to me. Awesome. Thanks for the answering the question. Have a great day. You You're too. Welcome. One one quick Are, question on measuring. We had Kim who called in, and she you were saying that you use one pound of borax and something else to clean one gallon, one gallon of vinegar. One gallon of vinegar. She wanted me to ask you if for a pound of borax is that four cups? This was a, just kind of she just she didn't have time didn't have time to get on so sixteen ounces sixteen ounces it's, but it's pow, yeah. Well, a box is four pounds. Okay. To be honest, I just use about a fourth of the box. Okay, there Perfect. you go. There you go, Kim. Thank Perfect. you. You want to get to Liz before we go? Yeah, we have one more quick one. Liz, you got to make it quick. You've got the last word on this. Do you have a question? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think a lot of listeners might have this. What about women staining? You know, the monthly visit stain? How do yeah. we treat that? Um, oxygen bleach. Um, oxygen bleach is the perfect thing. You just throw it in the wash. You don't even have to treat it. Just throw the clothes in the wash with about two tablespoons of oxygen bleach and a little bit of detergent, and you will be good to go. Okay, that is such a great one because you know what else, Liz? We got another question from someone asking, what do I do about sex stains? Same story. Oxygen bleach. Because oxygen bleach removes anything that's organic. Okay. So, you know, sex stains, blood stains, menstrual blood, it's all organic, and oxygen bleach takes it right out. Great. And oxygen bleach is real. Make sure you're using 100% sodium carbonate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Lovely. I know. Look, Look at, at these that. Tips, these were good babe. ones. All right. Thank you. We got to take a quick break. Thanks, everybody, for your calls. If you want to shoot us some emails, we might be able to get 
to him by the end of the show at Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071. But when we come back, it's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Okay, Holly, how are you today? Oh, good, Julia. Hello, Patrick. Hello. Just listening to your laundry tips. Thank you so much for sharing them. And they're fantastic. They are fantastic. And we're going to stick to the world of fashion. Where page six is reporting that allegedly, supposedly, maybe the Marilyn Monroe dress that Kim Kardashian wore to the Met Gala. Well, she might have damaged it. I saw this. I just Uh saw it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so now uh, Kim Kardashian Wearing Marilyn Monroe's 1962 dress that she sung Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to John Kennedy in. That was a controversial choice. And Kim Kardashian did uh, controversial things in order to wear that dress on the red carpet of the Met Gala. Well, now there are photographs posted on Twitter by an account called Popgrave, or Crave, excuse me, saying that, Marilyn Monroe's dress has reportedly been damaged. They have side-by-side photographs of the dress. Over on this left side of the photograph, you see the dress pre-Met Gala. Then over on the right-hand side, you see photographs of the dress allegedly as it has been returned. This dress showing signs of tearing. Several crystals are either missing or hanging off of it. I'm just watching Patrick's face because when I read this headline to him, he just cringed. Because he likes all things vintage. Yeah. And that she wore this. Right. Well, you know, there have been lots of conversations, Julia, in the public arena saying that by Kim Kardashian wearing this dress to another event, it has altered its historical value. Agreed, don't you think? A little bit? Uh. Maybe? I still think it's the, 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 I mean, I don't think we're ever going to be like, oh, that was the Kim Kardashian dress. No. <laughs> That's forever going to be... The Maryland dress. Right. I just, I really, more than anything, you know, Anna Wintour should not have allowed it because it's a fundraiser to conserve fashion. Oh, look at you. That's an angle we forgot about. Yeah, the Met Gala is, uh, you know, you're exactly right, Patrick. The whole reason that the Met Gala even happens is that they're supporting the museum and that uh, people go to this party and they're able to go into the museum and look at the exhibits. Well, and specifically the the fashion exhibit. Mm -hmm. The fashion exhibit always goes. So we're trying to conserve garments and we take probably one of the most significant garments ever and, you know, put it on. And quite frankly, sorry, I've got a hot take on this. No, I'm loving it. And on top of everything else... Kim Kardashian is gorgeous. Yes. Okay. Like her, don't like her. It doesn't matter. She is a spectacularly beautiful human being. And the fact that she starved herself to fit in. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Into another garment. She should have just gotten her own dress. Like, the thing is, she looks like that. Yeah. She doesn't have to, you know, she could have had a replica of the Maryland dress like she had the rest of the night, because, you know, she only wore that one across the carpet, up the stairs, and right. then had to take it back off. Right. She could have had a replica, and I think it would have had the same impact. And I don't I don't love the message where you starve yourself to get into something and to alter the garment. I mean, it's just some things should not be worn. It would be kind of like going, you know, into the White House, finding some of those historical artifacts and using them. You know, like flipping over the Declaration of Independence to write down a phone number. I mean, oh, it's geez, just not, but... you know, no, it's an artifact now. Yeah, you know, and Patrick, you're referring to the fact that Kim Kardashian dropped 16 pounds ahead of the event in order to fit into the gown. And she basically said that the reason she did that, she said that I train like an actor trains for a role. I am training to be this idea of a celebrity and I'm going to present myself in public. So... Well, oh, that that'll be that'll be out there for a few days, getting everyone buzzing. But I like your angle because I didn't think of that. It's to conserve fashion, so that's that's something we just I don't know that we thought of, Holly. Yeah, well, so allegedly, supposedly, these photographs are the real meal deal over on Pop Crave. We don't have a confirmation from the place where the dress is actually archived, which is Ripley's Believe It or Not in Orlando, Florida. So I suppose we wait to see if they give official word. On if this indeed is the dress. All right. Uh, Tom Hanks is talking to the New York Times, and he's not a fan of the Da Vinci Code series of movies that he did back in the 2000s. He said that they were hooey, but he, he had an enjoyable experience making them. You know, we kind of talked about this, Holly, and what we decided is he made so much money off these movies, and those books were so iconic that why does he need to even say anything? <laughs> yeah, you know, interestingly enough, those movies, there's three Da Vinci Code yep. movies, and they made over a billion dollars at the box office. But, you know, and he's talking about his experience playing Robert Langdon. He said the sequels are hooey. The Da Vinci Code was hooey. He said Dan Brown, God bless him. You know, he they're a delightful scavenger hunt. And he said that they're as accurate to history as the James Bond movies are to espionage. Uh, and but they are as cynical as a crossword puzzle. So says Tom Hanks. Yeah, I just we kind of all thought, yeah, he didn't need to say this. Well, and interestingly enough, I forgot that the Da Vinci Code movies even existed until Tom <laughs> Hanks started to talk about them in the New York Times. Oh, did you read those books? I read one. Yeah, I loved it. So I mean, they're fine. Like I, I think okay. I think for him, and I kind of agree with him. It was just like you know they're fun. Like and then I never really thought about it much again. But right. uh, you know I think he's getting a little more reflective on his career. He said you know I'll be sixty six in July and I've been acting for a paycheck since I was twenty. So I think he's kind of using the Da Vinci Code movies as being like yeah I'm just a working guy just as much as anybody. Yeah. A billion dollars. He just makes twenty million a movie. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Uh, um, Sophia Bush is married. Oh, yeah. So she married entrepreneur Grant Hughes, according to reports. 
Um, Grant Hughes tied, they tied the knot at the Philbrook Museum of Art in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This according to multiple sources over at Us Weekly. Now, they haven't confirmed their wedding themselves on social media, and her rep is not confirming or denying the report, but her publicist told them instead, we cannot confirm the validity of this news. Is this, would this be a first for her? No. I she, she was married to Chad she, Michael Murray. Murray oh, yeah, from the show. Right. And then he cheated on her, didn't oh, he? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So okay. That, that happened in the mid-2000s. Yeah. That did right. not end well, you from guys. One Tree Hill, right? Yeah, from One Tree Hill. And the thing is, is they got together, they got married, and then they got divorced, and then they still had to work together on One Tree Hill. And apparently they didn't really not really like each other that much after that. You're never supposed to... Play with the co-stars. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe it's there is a um, a metaphor for that that's a little yeah, yeah. organic, yeah. as maybe perhaps <laughs> so we would say. Uh, so let's move on to that. Jennifer Aniston talking with Variety about season three of The Morning Show. Now, did you guys watch seasons one and two? Loved. Love. Did you watch that, Patrick? I have not. Oh, it's but good. I, need to. It's I love good. her. Yeah, I love her. Well, she's talking to Variety, and she says of season three, and I don't think that there's any spoiler alerts here, but that Alex is ready to move on from the past, perhaps. Jennifer Aniston saying that I think it's time to see Alex find some love and some passion. She All tells right. Variety. She said she could put the controls down and go into the vulnerability of opening up her heart, which I don't think she's ever really quite done. She would also like to see Alex welcome more friends in her life, get a good girlfriend. She did say that the character Chip is Chip, but come on. So, she, yeah, she doesn't have a real fun life because she's just she's just had her nose to the grind. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe perhaps season three, you know, we don't have a lot of details about that, uh, but it will be on Apple TV plus somewhat soon. I don't know. I think that they're just kind of getting underway with that. Okay. And finally, oh, Muhammad Hadid. He is on the California delinquent taxpayer list. Uh oh. Uh oh. For that big old bad boy house that they finally had to tear down. That they had to tear <laughs> down. I mean, ugh. Wow. Pay, pay your bills, honey. Pay your bills. <laughs> thank you. Right, you're welcome. Okay, thanks, Holly. We're going to take a quick break. Thanks for hanging out with us. We, Patrick, um, our laundry guy is still with us. Patrick Laundry, Laundry Pat, Patrick Laundry. Mona Williams is where you can get a lot of your laundry cleaning supplies at the Mall right. of America. You go to Laundry Camp. So thanks for sitting in today. Super fun. Thanks. We, we still have a couple questions we're going to get to in our last segment about dog hair and lint balls and that kind of stuff. So stay with us. But in the meantime, I came across this article last week, and it's hard to imagine that it's the 50th anniversary of a very controversial um, movie, Deep Throat, that was also very mainstream. And I know someone who went on a first date to that movie back in the day, and no one knew what it was about. All okay? right. Well, that'd be quite a first date. Don't right? you think? Hysterical. We laughed. We just peed our pants. It yeah. was someone's mom. I mean, just laughed hysterically. So it's the 50th anniversary, and you said that you watched a documentary on the making of Deep Throat. Right. Yeah, it was a few years ago now. And w- did you learn some other... Th- I mean, so basically, it's Linda Lovelace, and this is a young woman who... Her family moved to Florida. She um, gets, you know found at a at a swimming pool by a gentleman who ends up being kind of her pimp basically right and then marries her and then directs her they write it's the very first porno movie with a script and a story and they get it made and there was mob connections to it it made about 600 million according to some stories at the box office 
and became this cultural phenomenon. Jackie O went to it. Um, Sammy Davis Jr., Spiro Agnew, who was the vice president of the United States, went to it. A lot of people went to this movie. And um, in the, it's, the story is about a woman having one of her sexual organs in her throat. I never knew what it was about. I never saw it. I never knew anything about it, ever. And I don't know if, Grant, you probably do. I don't know. People might. I've so, heard of it, never saw it. But it was just this huge deal. So in this documentary, were there things about it? I mean, it really was the very first movie. It was before the internet. It was, you know, before anything. Well, the big thing, that the big takeaway I remember from this doc was that it was culturally acceptable to go see it. It was. So, you know, you had like... 70, Like church ladies in, you know, Tulsa or whatever going to see Deep Throat and... You know, I mean, you think about the premise. The premise is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, you know, I think later Linda Lovelace was very disappointed that she'd done it. Yeah. But, you know, it was, I mean, it is this phenomenon because everybody thought it was acceptable to go see an X-rated movie. In you 1972. Know, right, which is which is unbelievable. And, you know, I think the fun thing about it, you know, I think, like, it probably opened a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of going forward, like... What is that even? Yeah, just, you know. But, um, yeah, I remember in the documentary, like, they interviewed all the people and kind of what they sort of thought. And I do remember that Linda Lovelace was very disappointed Yeah, that she had chosen. She was. And she only got paid, like, $1,250. Yeah, which is, Ridiculous. You know, yeah, it's ridiculous. And she tried to distance herself. She wrote, you know, her memoir later, and she did say that. But, I, but like, what you said, that is the most wild thing about it. It went. It was a mainstream movie. Yeah, it was like going to see, you know, Top Gun. Right. I mean, that to me is just the most wild thing ever about it. And so much so that even, you know, the whole Watergate thing was going on and they named the informant Deep Throat. And then that became part of the cultural lexicon where Johnny Carson is talking about it, where you're talking about it in all these different areas and shows. And really... So many people didn't even know what it was. Right. Yes. And so I give you this person's mom who I know who went on a date, who had no idea and is sitting in this movie about what it is about and thinking, what am I doing here? You know, how Did crazy they go on that a would second be. date? They get, ended up getting married. They ended up, well, you know what? He, and there it is. It worked. But it... But to me, it's just so funny. So it's the 50th anniversary. And that documentary, I would be curious. And it just is something about how... Today would be so, oh my gosh, it's an X-rated movie, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're so much more advanced, yet so much further behind. Right. And I mean, that's the fact that it was an X-rated movie that merits, that warrants a documentary. I mean, right. and it was Ron Howard and Brian Glazier. It wasn't, you know, two small time They, they did here. the documentary yeah. on this. I didn't know that. Yeah. With, um, with the two people from RuPaul, what is it? Grace. Fenton and Randy know, and Fenton, I, but I can't think of the last names. It was the four of them that made the documentary. So, I mean, it was a major documentary. I mean, so there's something to be said for that. And yeah. then, you know, I I don't know if you've watched The Deuce on HBO, but the end of the first season ends with them going to Deep Throat. And they're all, like, dressed up in a gala going to a movie theater to see this Deep X-rated movie. Yeah. This X-rated movie. Right. I want to watch it. It's so good. Because, and I've never seen the movie. Have you ever seen the movie? I've never seen the movie. I have no... I have no desire. I'm way too scared. I've never seen the Pamela and um, 
Tommy video either. No, I'm, I, I've never seen any of these. I'm, I'm way too square. I mean, yeah, I am too. You know, I want to watch like HGTV and <laughs> Discovery you know Plus. I mean? You know, right. right. I mean, Discovery Plus. I want to watch The Laundry Guy. Yeah, of course. You know, which is totally different kind of thing. Yeah. But, but the documentary, I think, would be so fascinating. Grant, you're looking over here like, did you see the documentary? You're probably the one of the three of us who's seen the damn movie. No, I haven't. We're, talk- we're talking about the movie, the 50th anniversary. Yeah. No, I was just kind of t- talking to a listener who just brought up some you know very interesting information about it and how serious of a situation it was that I didn't really learn. I didn't know about the serious side of the actress in this movie and how she was taken advantage of by women oh. and things like that. And so I was just kind of thinking about that. Oh yeah. yeah. There's, and I bet it all is explored in the documentary, but Linda Lovelace was a household name. Yeah. yeah. She was a household name and I had no idea why, you know, growing up mm-hmm. in the seventies, I had no idea. But anyway, I just came across it <clears throat> and it was the highest growth gross at, at, in the year 2000. It was the highest grossing film ever made in the state of Florida. Wow. As of the year 2000. So anyway, that's out there, and you can watch the documentary, I'm sure, anywhere. But a couple different things that are happening right now in the dating world um, is that many people are, um, as a result of COVID and kind of what's going on in the world, priorities have changed, and there's this new term out there called priority dating. Priority dating. So whereas you used to have your list of what was important to you, that list is completely changed. And I bet even post-COVID, it's changed again. Yeah. Because so much is changing so fast. So, no, that's a big deal out there. And um, daters are looking for people that inspire them. They're not looking for the checklist. You know, makes X amount, lives X where, has X this, is doing X that. It's more about being with someone whose values, kind of back to where it should be, whose values really align with you, will have difficult conversations with you, that it's really important. I think a lot of people are feeling kind of, there's a lot of heaviness going on mm-hmm. in just someone that you can have that conversation with versus just kind of flightiness like yeah. it used to be. Yeah. That's called prioritizing. And then the only other thing I'm going to tell you is that there's a new place to work in Erica Lust oh, yeah. in Barcelona. And Grant gave me this. It's a place where you can work and you get masturbation breaks. Yep. Now, I don't know what kind of fast forward forward company you guys are working for. I call that Working from home. <laughs> Thank you okay. for laughing. Oh, Thank, you. Was, was, Thank you. Thank you for laughing. Well Bada boing. Bada boing. Right. Bada bing. Go well, we're going to come back. We've got a couple more laundry questions and we've got the rest of the headlines. This is Lori and Julia, my talk. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. And Patrick, I can't thank you enough. Um, yes, Patrick. And you can watch Patrick's show on Discovery Plus and you can also visit him at Mona Williams and he has laundry camps and you have a book, Laundry. Laundry love, finding joy in a common chore, which it, it what it that is what it is. Yeah, it's totally fun. And you know, we were just talking. You know, you just have to change your attitude. You don't have to do laundry. You get to do laundry. So when you just stop and you know think about it that way, it's super fun. Yeah, I've actually used some of your tips and tricks. And when I when it works and you're yep. done, you're like, damn, I oh, feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm so badass. excited. And yeah. if people are just tuning in, you can listen to the. Three o'clock hour, I think we talked about it like around 3.40, and then we did it again at the four o'clock hour, I think during Random Thoughts. But we had a question about, um, this is from Stephanie, mm-hmm. who has a Bernice puppy. A, a Bernice Mountain, or Bernice Just Mountain a, Big Just Mountain a dog. Shutter, big shutter, shutters, yeah. Shutter, shutter, mm-hmm. shutter. And so every time, by the time whatever it is gets to the dryer, all of her crap, because the dog sheds so much, 
She can't get rid of the hair in the dryer. Even with, and she's tried those uh, tin foil balls that you've suggested. Right. She's tried the bounce or the tennis balls, but she still is having hair all over like her duvet and her sheets and stuff like that when she. When she's done with the dryer. So yeah. the yeah. lint is not collecting, the lint collector right. isn't collecting the hair. What do you do right. about that? Okay. So, first of all, Stephanie, if you're still listening, I'd like to pet your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to come over and just play with your dog. But anyway, because I love they, Bernie's. They're I beautiful. Love, oh, they're, and they're so sweet. Oh, they are. Big, um, big dogs are the best. So here is the trick. Okay. The trick is, I think you're using too much detergent. This is everybody. Because, well, it makes your clothes sticky. Okay. So too much detergent makes your clothes sticky. So you're starting with sticky clothes, and that's part of the reason that the hair is sticking to them. The second thing, and I don't know, I hope you only used one aluminum foil ball. Um, because if you use more than one, it totally ruins the effect. Oh, oh you no. can only use okay, one. Okay, are you kidding me? Because yeah. sometimes I have a couple of them in there. No, you can use a couple of wool balls, but you can only use one, one. aluminum foil ball. Okay, because at times I've had a couple of yeah. aluminum. Okay. No, because they, they touch each other and they lose the charge. Okay. Long story. You can only use one. But then the other thing is, I really, I mean, I really, really think you need to cut back on the detergent because... I think that's why the hair is in there. Um, my mom had forever a golden retriever that oh, those sheds, yeah, shed. and she, I mean, and she worshipped it like it was, you know, her favorite of the children. Of course, of, all was, dogs are. Of course. Yeah, what was I mean, his name? totally. Huh? Shiloh. Oh, nice. And then, yeah, she had Shiloh, Nate, and Lexi, and um, but Shiloh was the one. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. And then there were those, and then there was Carter, and then after that was me and my brother. <laughs> You know, that's kind of the, the, the hierarchy, order. right? Yeah. So, and she only wore black to work. And so when I got her to really cut back on her detergent, then all the fur ended up in the lint trap. So I really think that's the big, I think the big thing is cut back on your detergent. It's going to take two or three washes to really oh, get it really? out. really? Okay. But I, I think that's it even more than the aluminum foil ball, but only use one, two dryer balls if you want, but one aluminum foil. And ball. you said a key thing. You're talking one to two tablespoons tops. Right. That's a for, full load. For laundry. So the load starts getting smaller. You've got to start cutting it right. back even further. And people who use the Tide Pods, that's five loads Enough of laundry yeah. in one pod. So right. what's what's the what's your brand recommendation for detergent then? If I know I'm not trying to do an endorsement here, but what's the what's the best for your clothes? For the I two had, teaspoons. Okay, that's a, the worst thing to ask me because I make my own. Yeah, he does. I mean, oh. I sell it in my store. MonaWilliams.com. Um, well, there you go. It's, that's it. Yeah, it's the soap, the laundry soap flakes. They're formulated just for me. They only have Minnesota-grown sunflower oil, food-grade lye, and organic cold-pressed coconut oil. Nice. If you're going to use soap flakes, yep. is it a fourth a cup? It's Oh, it's a tablespoon. Only one, one tablespoon, tablespoon. And then after you've used them about a month... You go to a half a tablespoon. Are you kidding me? No, because after you've because used them about a month. Because I was looking at the bag and I'm like, God, I go through that in a week. Yeah, no, Serious? you should only be going through about three bags a year. Okay, so it's one tablespoon. The first month. And then you go to a half a tablespoon. I'm going to save so much money. I am too. Because yeah, <laughs> once you use up, like once you've washed all the detergent out of your clothes, a half a tablespoon for a full load. So then a fourth a tablespoon for a half load, a pinch for a small load. Isn't that something? You know, you just don't need that much. And, and I'm thinking of how many times I sit there with a cap from the laundry bottle and I just fill it all the way up and then, wow. Well, but think about your shampoo. You know, I know that you probably buy really good shampoo. I do. I'm, That's yeah. the one thing I do. Okay, so. Spend if a lot you of money really, in your hair. Yeah, it, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So, 
You buy I a really use, good shampoo and you just use a tiny bit because bit. it's so concentrated. Right. The same is true of laundry soap. If you buy the cheap, it's got a lot of water in it. Right. It's the water. Yeah. It's the water. Right. Why pay for water and why carry it around? Why carry around water? That's what I'm asking this extra water weight and carrying for yeah, the weekend. Right, right. There what it the is. Hell, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Or tonight is game five or four, five of the NBA Finals. Go Warrior. Gold, Golden State. I hope they win. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that has been fun to watch. That's been a good series. It's yes. It's been a good series. Yeah. Um, does the NHL start tonight or is that later no, in the week? No, that'll be later in the week. The finals, it'll be Tampa Bay versus Colorado. Okay. Um, Melissa McCarthy, her new show called The Great Give Back is on HGTV tonight at 8 o'clock. She's just funny. I think anything she does is funny. She makes you happy. So fun. Isn't she happy? I love her. I, I just think she's happy. Do you watch any Housewives? Um, I used to. Yeah. I don't now they just because I get it. I got a lot going on. I get I get it. Okay, so it in the one tip like that your mom or your granny gave you about laundry and love because your book is laundry love is that you do laundry for people that you love i mean it's just that simple i mean the whole you know laundry's a love language you do it for somebody that you care about even if that's just you no like thank you for saying that yeah i I love that you said that because like when you do laundry like you know earlier when the caller called in and said my husband does the laundry Mm -hmm. and you were very cool like in supporting that so Lily and I will just back and forth do laundry for each other. Yeah. But I love when I can get hers and then I fold everything up all nice. And if she's not around, I'll lay it like right there on the bed or I'll put it in the basket. Everything all separated and organized for us. So it's just like this little small thank you for everything else. But it is a love language. It really is. And I never thought about it like that. Yeah, it's just it's so it's something everybody does. And you feel good when you have, you know, clean clothes. And yeah. Your clothes are done. I mean, it's just, it's the greatest thing. And it's just, you know, I mean, we are so like, oh, I cooked her a special dinner and oh, I did whatever. But we don't think, you know, doing somebody's laundry. And, you know, I, I, it's a big deal to me. I, it really matters a lot to me. I and, agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. My mom, God, when I was a kid, she did all my laundry. And I remember going to college, having to learn it. And it was, it was fun. Like it became like a task. It, it's something I could check off the list. But man, my mom, all my life, if I wanted to wear a pair of pants again that week, she'd wash them for me, you know, even yeah. though you didn't need to. I mean, the things that moms do for their kids for laundry when they're young, you know, Julia, right? Like, you know, mom, I just need this shirt for this day. Well, I don't have anything to wash, but you still wash it for them anyways, right? Yes. Well, of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, but now as an adult, I'm like, I don't want to deal with that for another week and a half. I'm there you go. Out. There you go, Patrick. Thank you so much. And how do people follow you? Um, follow me on Laundry Patrick on Instagram or Twitter because I'm around. This is heaven. This was heaven today. So Thank you fun. so yes. much. Everybody have a great night. Lori's back tomorrow. We might start celebrating that 20 years sometime this week. We'll be right back. This is Lori. We won't be right back. Nope. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Patrick. Bye. Job done. Off you go.